Yo, Yo, welcome to the COVID edition of the podcast. (laughs) Today, we talked about failing. We talked about habits, goals, same old, you know, swagged out podcast. We talked about books and business and bitches. (laughs) All right, not really, but kind of. You'll get some of those gems towards the end. So listen up. And uh, also, if you go to templemill.co backslash shop you'll see the essential temple mill hoodie that both mike and i have on right now yes sir this is our go-to i mean our go-to we are wearing it every day michaela has made fun of me already about how much i'm wearing it so i've been wearing it every day for like all year (laughs) when uh when i got mine in the mail uh she put it on Uh and she said i know why mike wears this every day (laughs) (laughs) that's what's up it's lit yeah it's comfortable it's soft yeah it's just a good go-to. Yes, sir. And so if you want to cop one for yourself, go on to the website, templemill.co backslash shop, and uh, check one out. And if you're listening to the podcast after this, the hoodie's off the site, there's probably some other lit merch on templemill.shop, templemill.co backslash shop. Yeah, and I would urge you to go get it while you can. Support your boys. Because we don't know how long they're going to be up there for. We're going to be doing these drops every month. Yep. So keep your eyes peeled for the new things that are coming out and uh, snag them up. Hey. All right. Well, listen up. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. yo. What's up, Truman? What's up? Well, you know, just, you know, having COVID and all. Yep. So for all of you, (laughs) for all of you who don't know, we legitimately came down with COVID-19. We've been infected after eight months of running away from it. Being in the clear. Actually, I mean, never really ran away. I feel like I've been running in at it because I've uh, been doing Instacart throughout the pandemic. Yeah. I didn't really. I mean, the beginning of it, I was living in my parents' place. And I guess there was like a couple weeks where just chilling at the house is pretty crazy. But got to make some money. Got to do some Instacart. Yeah. Got a LaCroix. It's been sober October, but the next month challenge is going to be no soda for me. Nice. I'm just going to keep this momentum rolling. Yeah. I'm going to start uh, 75 hard. Oh, you yeah. are? Yeah. That's lit. Yeah. LaCroix has been a, it's a game changer. I mean, also drinking more water, surprisingly yeah. enough, yeah. makes it easier to drink less soda. Yeah. <laughs> and also yerba mates. Uh-huh. Those are lit. So- Oh, okay. So that's gonna be on there too. Yeah, I'm, I'll still do that. I think. I mean, not. I'm not gonna drink a bunch of them. I'll probably just try and just drink a lot of Lacroix. But um, Dr Pepper is a killer. Yeah, the quarantine for like the past few days, I've I've had so much soda. Like I'm drinking one right now, but uh-huh. I've had like had like a Pepsi today, and then I had two Pepsis yesterday. Like. Yeah. It's just because I'm here all the time, uh-huh. and, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm already, like, in that, like, not doing anything with my day mentality, and so mm-hmm. I'm just, like, let's just throw a soda on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's going to affect your body. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like, it's not the caffeine that I'm trying to kick. It's more so, like, the sugar part of soda. Uh-huh. Not that, I mean, that would be another challenge is, like, no sugar, but... um no soda. I don't. I don't think I've ever tried to just like not drink soda. 
I haven't just been drinking soda always, but I've never been like, all right, you're going to go a month without drinking any soda. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's like, once you commit to it, it's going to make it easier. Like part of, from Sober October, the committing part was like, all right, if I know I'm not going to be taking anything or whatever, I'm not going to smoke or drink or anything like that, then it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Like, same with soda. If I'm just like, all right, no soda. Yeah. But then got to figure one out for December. I mean, it's also not necessarily about not doing things. It could also be doing something every day, like reading every day, like 10 pages a day yeah. or working out every day or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. I'm just in the the, the mindset uh, that I just want to, like, push myself to the absolute point. Yeah, yeah. I just no, want to experience greatness, you know? Yeah. Excellence, whatever that is. Like, 100%. I, like, I was watching this. I think I, I don't know if the one I sent you was the correct one, but it was, I was watching this interview from Drake in, like, 2013. Oh, yeah. And he was just, like, talking about his goals. And, like, in 2013, like, he was, like, still, like, somebody, but he's not, like, He's still, like, one of the number one artists right now, you know? And, like, to hear him in, like, 2013 just, like, list his goals, he was like, I want to have, uh, like, 25 million by 25. I want to do mm. this. but And, like, everything lined up yeah. like, when you look at it backwards. And, like, the interview, the interviewee was uh, – or the interviewer, sorry, was saying, like, w- like what what is it, like – why why so much money like why so much success all this stuff and he was like it's not really about the money or the success or whatever it's more so about leveling up my mindset Mm. and i was like that's it right there because like like in that that can be with anything like uh michael jordan and like games won or anything like that like it it's not really about the the winning as much it's it's of course they love to win but it's more so about leveling leveling up their mindset because like what i mean by that is like to earn 25 million or to accumulate 25 million by the time you're 25 you have to have a certain level of mindset you have to have a certain level of focus you have to like have so much discipline that you're not doing these other things that are going to lead to not doing it you Mm -hmm. know and like it's almost like you use uh like you use that thing in order to get you to do to like to become the person you want to be. Like there's this like one of my friends, uh, Blade, you know Blade Runner? Blade uh <laughs> Yeah, I know yeah, who you're yeah. talking about. So <laughs> I'm I'm friends with him on this uh running app, hmm. Strava. And last time that I was doing seventy five hard I was running, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I saw that he was like he was posting this on his Instagram story and like, I saw that he was on Strava, and so I made an account, and I joined him and stuff. And, like, he's, like, clocking in so many miles every day, and he's doing, like, uh, he would do, like, I don't know, let's just say it was, like, eight-mile run, and then his pace was, like, under six minutes. What? And I'm, like, dude, like, how are you doing this? And then, like, he, he uh, in one of the posts, he, he uh, like, really pushed it, and he did, uh-huh. like, uh, like, a five-minute mile. <laughs> and I was, like, dude, what? Like, 
And I don't think I've ever broken like a seven minute mile. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's, I was like, dude, are you kidding me? And like, I was thinking, like, started to like think, why is he running so much? Like, because at this point I didn't know. I was like, is he just like doing this to be disciplined? Mm-hmm. Like, but on the outside, it seemed like that. I was like, dude, he's just a disciplined person. And like, yeah. he's like, he's really crushing it. But then like, I found out that he was like a few weeks later, he posted like crossing the finish line at a marathon. And like, I was like, oh, now that makes sense. Because yeah. like, uh, it's like you wouldn't just normally, like the average person wouldn't just normally be running that much on their daily life, you know? Uh-huh. But the fact that he had something to, to work towards, to work towards hmm. and like that marathon effect of like, uh, what are you preparing for? Yeah. Like, what, like, cause like to have the mindset of uh, accumulating 25 million, it's not just going to happen, you know? No. Yeah. You have to like have that as a goal mm-hmm. and like work on building up that mindset, you know? Doing something worth $25 million. Yeah. And like, like, or just like having a reason to like, you're going to wake up every day and you have to have a reason of why you're going to intentionally like work at becoming that person Mm -hmm. every day, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know. It just like made sense to me that like you, you kind of have to have like some kind of goal, even if it's material to get you to focus, Mm -hmm. to like, to really be that person that you want to be. But just by having that goal is going to improve your rate so much. Yeah. Because like, I mean, just talking about this makes me want to start like timing my mile time and like getting a, a mile time because I, I couldn't even tell you what my mile time is right now because mm-hmm. I haven't been doing it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the other day I was like, uh, I, I love to like solve the Rubik's cube just like for fun, but I wanted to time myself because yeah. I haven't timed myself in quite a while and I'm not like wicked fast or anything like that, but I was like, I know I can get it in like under three minutes or so, which to someone who knows about the Rubik's cube, like that's not that fast. Yeah. Like there's dudes that do it in under five seconds. And I was just like, all right, Ashley, time me. I'm gonna try and do it in like under three minutes. And the first time I did it, I got like, you know, four and a half minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's do it again. Under four minutes is like three fifty something. And then by like the, it took me like five or six times, mm-hmm. but I finally got like a two minute and like 38 second time. Mm-hmm. And, um, if I would have just like hopped right in and been like, like I didn't get that on my first try. Yeah. But because I was aware of my times and uh, trying to push myself, yeah, um, I was able to get that time uh, sped up. Right. And that same principle is like with a mile time, your first mile in it as a runner isn't going to be, you know, five minutes or six minutes or even seven minutes. Yeah. But if I'm like, okay, I've never run a mile faster than seven minutes. Let's shoot for a seven-minute mile. Having that as a goal going in, first time, maybe it'll be like, you know, eight and a half minutes, eight minutes, and then I, you can push yourself and get to that point. Yeah. I think I'm, that's going to be the goal for me, a seven-minute mile. Yeah. At least for starters. If I blow that out of the water quick, then we can pump that up. Yeah. Like, I, like I feel like – Another way to say kind of what we're talking about here is like some people want to have the goal of like running more mm-hmm. uh, or getting better at running. But like uh, like another way to do it is to like set a, 
set a date that you're going to run a marathon mm. because then it's like something in stone that you like probably paid money to sign up for. And in the process, like there's no way that like when it gets to be the day of the marathon, if you haven't changed who you are and you show up at that race, there's no way that you're going to do it. Yeah. And so you're going to be like kind of forced to change yourself uh-huh. into the type of person that runs a marathon. Yeah. And like odds are if you're training like every day for this thing over the course of a few months, some of those habits are going to stick and you're probably just going to naturally become a runner, you know? Uh And that's the real goal of habit change. According to uh, James clear in atomic Mm. habits. Hey, I still gotta read that one. Is it on the bookshelf? No, but that's probably one of the best, uh, habit books out there because it talks about, I don't have it. (laughs) 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 It's, uh, it just pretty much like he breaks it down into tiny, uh, tiny things that you do. Like mm. instead of trying to like tackle like a giant task, you break it into like what, um, like what can you do every single day? Like uh, that is going to – or it's like you want to um, eat healthier. Like that's a very vague thing. You know, yeah. that's not going to help you at all. Like – but – Eating an apple every day is something that's uh, tangible mm. and it's uh, small, like big. It's called atomic habits because atomic is something that's like big and small at the same time. Mm, like I didn't know that. Atomic particles are like very small particles, mm. but like atomic can also mean like something that's big. Yeah. And so it's like talking about things that happen on small scale impact like bigger things. Yeah. And like that's uh, – or like meditating – three minutes a day Mm -hmm. it's something that anyone can do and then it's just kind of snowballs into the point where eventually you're going to start to think like i i might as well just do 10 if i'm here you know i'm sitting down already like i'm already in this state might as well go for 10 you Uh know but like that happens later on you know Mm -hmm. but if you just started doing 10 minutes every day it's too hard you know yeah it's it's just too much, you know. You may do it for a day, but then you'll yeah, stop. And that's not the point of it. It's to build yourself into the person that meditates. Yeah. Not so someone that meditates 10 minutes once. This also kind of, uh, I feel a lot of parallels with like goals. Yeah. And if you just change the word from task to goal, or more easier, change your word goal to task. And the, instead of like, let me set a goal of reading a book in a month. Let me set the task of reading a book in a month because yeah. a task is like, I'm going to do it. Actionable. Whereas a goal is more kind of like, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Yeah. But the same principles of like breaking it into smaller parts day by day and also like adding a tangible metric to it instead of just like, I'm going to read a little bit every day. Say, I'm going to read one page every day yeah. or I'm going to read five pages every day. Or if your big goal is I want to read one book in a month and that book is 300 pages, then you know that I need to read 10 pages a day yeah. to read that whole book. Yeah. Rather than just saying, uh, I'm going to read this book and to, uh, to do that, I'm just going to read every day. You're probably not going to actually finish the book if you set your goals like that. But by getting tangible metrics, KPIs mm-hmm. <laughs> with those goals yeah. – we should add that book to uh, – that would be like a good book club book. 
Yeah, 100%. We do this. Can you see me right now? Because I think I need to turn that uh, light on because I can't see you at all. And oh. It's like like I'm looking at the sun. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bright. <laughs> I'm down. I can see you, but... Okay. I mean, even if we... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> feels like a camping edition of the podcast when it's light. Um, what's a, a book gem while I go turn the light on? Um, I mean, another uh, gem from that Atomic Habits book is, like, situational. Like, you move your uh, – it's, like, environment design, I think is what he called it. And this one's, cr- like, crucial. Like, I can't even explain to you how, how much this can uh, impact someone's life. And I, I've tested this from experience. Like, if you want to uh, start going to the gym more, uh, setting your workout clothes – on your dresser the night mm. before with everything that you need. Yeah. And also like if you have trouble waking up early, like uh, move your phone from your bedside to the other side of the room mm-hmm. and you literally have to get up out of your bed yeah. to go turn it off. And then right where your phone is laying, put your workout clothes, put a full hydro flask there to stack, stack like, the habits. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, Cause like if you're trying to drink more water, have a full like, cause there's sometimes where I wake up and my hydro flask is completely empty, and it's like just that little uh, thing of like having to fill it up, you yeah. know, is like enough to make me rationalize not doing it. Mm-hmm. But if it's full and it's sitting right by your phone, uh, that it's gonna be like you're trying to eliminate um like, uh, I forget what the actual word is, but it's just like. The friction. Barrier, yeah, friction, frictionless. Hey. <laughs> You're just trying to get that uh, down so that, like, these decisions are easier to make. Yeah. And um, so, like, and you can do that with so many things. Like, eating, going back to that one, eating better. Have an apple, like, right when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Or, like, an apple. Like, if you, when you, right when you get back from work at 5.30, you, feel, you find yourself always uh, binging or going to Taco Bell or something. Uh, like meal prep and have that ready right when you get back, you know? Yeah. So it's just, you don't even have to think about it, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely feel that like most of the time when I'm getting fast food, it's because I'm like, don't have a meal planned. Yeah. Versus if I'm like, I know I'm going to be eating this for lunch. Yeah. Then I'm not even going to think about grabbing a McDouble or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's facts. I'm going to have to definitely uh I'm tr- I want to like build the ultimate unbreakable morning routine cuz I feel like that's a great way to bundle your habits like to stack them together into like this thing called a morning routine. I mean mm-hmm. maybe not even all your habits but just like some of them. Yeah. And um also just like uh time blocking. Yeah. Where you just like get so I want to just like know my schedule really, really well so that I'm being my own boss, like, so that I can hold myself accountable instead of just, like, not having a plan and then just hoping that whatever's going to go on. Yeah. But having COVID, it's, like, a blessing and a curse because, like, the last, like, two or three days have felt, like, extreme fatigue, like, my energy levels feel low. Yeah. And I feel like I've had like 
I mean, I still sound a little bit uh, stuffy or whatever. And I've had, like, one of those headaches where it's not, like, a pounding headache, but it's, like, when you, like, look up, yeah. move your eyes around, or, like, uh-huh. when there's, like, light on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, I always, I mean, this is, like, hurts me and helps me where when I kind of have those, like, step backs for a couple days, it gives me so much momentum to swing into it, like, into, like, the next week or whatever, versus... And also same, like, when I have, like, a, a really, like, hard push, it helps to kind of, like, give myself a second to uh, recoup, like, from, like, a big trip. Like, we go to, like, Columbia and do a really exhausting four or five days. It, it helps to have, like, a day or two to, like, take it easy. Yeah. Or, like, to be able to, like, find that balance. Yeah. But, um... What has been, what have your, like, COVID symptoms been like? Um, like, congestion, like, a runny nose. Uh, like, I, I have a sore throat right now, which I didn't have the other days. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet. I, I can still smell and taste. That's been yeah, me one too. that, uh, like, the girls kind of had. Uh-huh. But, and then... My knees, like, my body has been extremely achy. Like, my mm. knees, especially for some reason, like, I've been very restless. Like, and my theory from that is that I've been doing Instacart for so long mm-hmm. that it's, like, uh, on paper, my day is I wake up and I walk around all day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. From, like, literally 8 a.m. to 5, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like hustling walk you know speed walk yeah and then it's just like so it's like that for six months and then it's just sitting in bed for uh five days you know uh, i yeah. feel like my body is just like yo what like what's going <laughs> on Bruh. yeah it like wants to get uh like back in the swing of things yeah and i yeah i've definitely felt that too but i've just been like telling myself like yo you're allowed to take it easy yeah like don't don't waste this time stressing about, ah, oh, should I be doing stuff? Just kind of, like, relax. Yeah. And then you'll recover faster, and then you, you'll you get back to it. Yeah. But, like, when you're sick, like, take it easy. You don't yeah. got to push yeah. yourself right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we could literally kill an elderly person if we go to the <laughs> store right now yeah. is another factor. Yeah. That's not cool. I, I think I got, like, two more days, and then I'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel better today than I did yesterday. That's good. But I, f- yeah, definitely a couple more days. Uh, have you seen, watched any like lit movies or anything? Uh, Mikhail and I just watch a lot of animated ones. Like, oh, say I watched the lit anime too. Well, not animated, but anime. Oh, so you guys yeah, a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watch more of like what you would uh, put on for like Lizzie. Okay. <laughs> Like Specifically, Se- Secret Life of Pets too. That's a banger. Or like, uh, Boss Baby. Trolls. Trolls. C H R L S. Yeah. <laughs> or um. So you on Disney we, Plus? Yeah, we got sucked into Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's, right. that's just like my thing with uh, I I have like a, a exaggerated view on like leisure content i guess like okay i don't like it i feel like i'm more in the same boat as you because ashley's always wanting to watch like reality tv like dragula or something like that yeah and i really love watching something that 
time and money was invested into. Not as much money, but yeah. like I, I would rather watch like a really well high produced like show than like a some just like waste of time. Yeah. Uh, mask off singing show or something yeah. like that. But for me personally, I I feel like I don't like. I feel like yeah, yeah you enjoy like the I, good movies i appreciate the like, cinematography and like all those like little yeah, things yeah like especially coming from like the career that we're in like mm-hmm. film i traditionally didn't really like i don't really like watching movies you know like mm-hmm. i'm not like a movie nerd you know yeah. i don't know i get bored I feel really like quick I'm a, a and it's nerd. like i wish that sometimes i could like i think it's like my like restlessness sometimes of uh-huh. just needing to do something yeah. and that's blessing and a curse because it's more like, a blessing i would say <laughs> it's like uh which if you really want to go back it may be like the uh i think it's like the lancaster county protestant uh amish kind of that like that whole thing is still hardwired to me to just like work ethic is hardwired into you. <laughs> you know? anyone who's met your dad knows this <laughs> yeah Looks at the inside of your home, sees the art all over the walls, everything. It's like, he treats his whole property like a work of art. Yeah. He's a landscaper. Yeah. Yeah. So your yard, even your mom, like the garden, everything, like to a T is like lit. Yeah. I'm sure he would appreciate that. So what, what is like your ideal? Would you be able to pinpoint like your favorite? That's all. I feel like is the hardest question for me. Like, I don't think I could tell you what my favorite movie is, but do you have like a, or a favorite type of content? Like you um, hop on Netflix. Okay. I mean, and you're like, this is like, and even if you've already seen it before. Um, I mean, I have like a, I like comedies. Uh-huh. Like that's where, like, I, I like those. Cause it's like, I like to laugh and shit, but like, yeah. um, I feel like if it's too serious, I just get bored sometimes. Uh-huh. But also, if it's like, uh, like a show like The Office, I love it. But I've wasted so much time uh-huh. watching The Office yeah. over my life. You know, uh-huh. I mean, like you could debate the word wasted, but like I've seen the whole every episode seven times or whatever. Yeah. You know, like. And so it just gets to the point where it's like I could be doing something else. I know how this is. I know how the story is going to play out. Maybe you know? it'll help you in some office trivia. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Win a few bucks at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um. So okay, I mean, not necessarily a favorite, but I just watched this show that is I thought it was super lit called The Queen's Gambit that just came out. It's like a Netflix original, and um, it's about this girl who was an orphan and when she was like nine years old at the orphanage they gave them like these like they called them tranquilizer pills but i don't know exactly what the pill was but it would um it i don't know what exactly what it did but she started like she saw the janitor playing chess mm-hmm. but he wouldn't teach her how to play and then she started just like visualizing the chessboard when she was on this pill and just becomes a wizard at chess. And so throughout the show, she's just like going through her journey of one, it takes place in like the 60s or 50s. And chess is a predominantly male dominated 
uh, arena, and she comes in as like this girl yeah. who is just like amazing at it and is always overcoming adversity up to the point where like she becomes like the best chess player in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to like when we were talking about like Drake and that uh, setting goals or whatever, part of what drove her was just like being like the best, like losing wasn't an option. <laughs> And I definitely, it made me just think about that of just like, do you want to make kind of good videos <laughs> or do you want to make the best videos? Mm-hmm. Or like, do you want to take like a kind of a good photo or do you want to take like the best photo? Dude, you yeah. Know? In the in the interview, uh, and again, I don't know if this was the one that I sent you or not, uh, but he was like, the interview interviewer was like so like why do you want to be number one so bad and he was like well i mean i don't want to be number three and i don't want to be number two (laughs) it was just like so matter of fact like and it just makes sense like if you're gonna do anything i feel like you should want to be number one at it Uh and i feel like it's not even about like the beating other people aspect it's about like pushing yourself so much that you become like the best, you know, like, and because you, you don't want to compare yourself to others, you know, compare yourself with yourself. Yeah. And just like watching that show, just like motivated the shit out of me and like Mm -hmm. put this drive into me, especially just towards just like the things that I do in my life. Like, like playing guitar or whatever, just like trying to be the best that I can be at it. But ultimately it's like in my life, my life legacy, like I want to be the best yeah. at something, yeah. you know? And I, I don't know, it's weird because I don't know if I can necessarily tell you right now what that one thing is. That's kind of, I feel like is going to be my ultimate downfall is like singling the one thing, like what could I become the best at? Yeah. Because I don't know, like, I, I want, I feel passionate about entrepreneurship, like building businesses, building brands. But I also feel passionate about uh, creating, like, music, yeah. art, branding. And, um, but, like, just taking that drive of, like, becoming the best. Yeah. And thinking, like, all right, I wake up today. What is the best person doing when they wake up? You want to be the best, you got to do this shit every day. Yeah. And not because it's a chore. You got to love it. Yeah. Be obsessed. It's like what uh, Grant Grant Cardone, I think. Be obsessed or be average. Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. And I don't know. That's a book title that I haven't even read. But just that line, <laughs> be obsessed or be average. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I want to just take that obsessed mentality and like, okay, like, and extreme ownership as well, yeah. extreme responsibility. Uh-huh. And, like, I want to have, like, the best office space. Yeah. I want to yeah. have the best podcast, yeah. the best YouTube channel, uh-huh. the best business, the best brand, yeah. you know? Like, the best – we got Temple Milk chains on our neck. Yeah. That's a step towards being the best brand. Uh-huh. And, and definitely when I think of, like, becoming the best, I, I want to push that energy into Temple Milk specifically uh-huh. because putting that into a brand is how you get – Supreme, mm-hmm. Off White, uh, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, yeah. like they charge a premium because not because the materials are worth that much money. The Gucci slides are 
probably five bucks to make, mm-hmm. but they're Gucci. Yeah. And it's the branding behind Gucci. Right. And there's this quote that I really like. It, it, it says, uh, the way you do one thing is the way that you do everything. Mm. And of course, like take that with a grain of salt, but I kind of like it. It's like, if you like, it's at least something to like try to be like, try to embody that more Yeah. because like, it means like, uh, you should try to practice excellence in your everyday life, mm-hmm. not just with the things that you are trying to like achieve in life. Yeah. But like how you dress, you should do that. Like you should, it should look like you give a damn about how you're dressing, you know? Yeah. Like you should do it with excellence, you know, mm-hmm. you, how you like clean up, clean up yourself every day. It should do it. You should do it with excellence. Like you should like, the way that you're making food and do it with excellence, you know, whatever that means to you, like do it in a way that like is how you want to be doing it in like your highest form, if that makes sense. Well, and all the little things is what line up to hit the big things. Like when I was playing the violin, for example, there's so many components you got to think of. There's your left hand Mm -hmm. that's doing the note, like the fingering on the strings. There's, how high your elbow is lifted, your shoulder, there's your right hand, how it's holding the bow, Mm -hmm. the perfect degree that it's tilted, the angle that the bow is on the strings. Like, we're not even playing any notes before you got to line up all these things. Uh And each one's got to be perfect. How you're standing, how Uh your back, your shoulders. And taking that same mentality with everything. Playing guitar, same thing. It's not just like you're really good with your left hand. Your right hand also, your everything about how you're doing it has to line up. Videography. It's not just, you know, pointing your camera in the right direction. Yeah. How stable are you moving with your legs? Uh-huh. How firm are you holding it? How and like, it's, so many things. Yeah, like and like with the when I was doing handheld shots, I was always wondering why my uh uh shots were coming out so shaky, but it was because I was gripping it too hard that uh-huh. it was like it was shaking, you know, and yeah. it just was easy, like easier to just hold it like a little baby, you know, mm-hmm. and like let it fall and like be the weight be in your hands and not yeah. just be like, but it's just, you're right. It's like so many things have to be like aligned. Dude. And next time you're practicing your guitar, think of that same mindset when you're holding your guitar pick in your right hand. If you're, if you're gripping it, holding it really tight, you're going to get some more firm, louder sounding notes. Yeah. But if you loosen that grip, you can get a soft sound with a guitar pick as well. But it's about how you're holding it. Yeah. Same with like drummers. When when they're doing right. these crazy drum right. rolls, it's like they're not holding it really yeah. tight. They're barely holding it between their hands. Uh-huh. And like it's not just about squeezing, giving it more. It's yeah. like balance. Yeah. It's finding that perfect, yeah. precise uh-huh. point. Dude, they like there's so much like I am just under the like belief now in my life like that it's all about the basics mm-hmm. mastering the basics to yes. be like because when I was younger it's like what tactic what like what hack what like what thing is going to like unlock it for me yeah. and it's not one thing it's not one tactic it's it's not one like magic pill it's ma- it's you mastering all of the basics that you learned on like day one, uh-huh. but s- sticking with it, mm-hmm. like 
Michael Jordan, like he practiced. I've his heard, free throws. Yeah, like I heard that he just practiced free throws and like layups and shit. Uh-huh. Like, but he did it all the time. Yeah. You know, he was in there before everyone else stayed after, mm-hmm. and it's having like mastering the fundamentals. Yeah, and it, it's not about hitting that crazy half court shot. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's about like when. Like, cause the better you can master the fundamentals, like specifically in the game of basketball, if you if you're like you've mastered free throws so much that you're confident in any situation, that means that you can do that when it's like the last five seconds and thousands of people are screaming at you. Yeah, that like you can just because it's it's muscle memory at that point. It's just like oh boom, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you can have that with, uh, like sales calls, guitar songs yeah like it's it's the same thing it's what are you trying to do in life and what are the f- basics in that thing yeah. you know and it's, same i think of like with skateboarding yeah uh i when i was younger skating i just like you know really wanted to like you know learn how to tray flip learn mm-hmm. how to hard flip learn how to do all these tricks yeah and it's like Bro, you really gotta nail your kickflip first. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get those pop shovets on lock. Yeah, but once you get so comfortable, like an ollie. Yeah. Before you fu- learn anything out, like yeah. really nail an ollie, Dude. ollie up a curb, ollie off a curb, ollie off a three stair, like ollie at full speed, ollie over a sewer sewer pipe, like People get can- really comfortable, and that's gonna be the foundation for your fifty fifties, for yeah. your Smiths, for uh-huh. your five O's, for every other trick that you do. Yeah. But if you're just skipping that and going fast track into a, a tray flip, bro, that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's dope. You, you know, got a clip, landed one, yeah. standing still, and your trucks were, like, in the crack. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. That, that's another, like, that's something that they tell you to do in bodybuilding. Like, any fitness-related thing, working out, like, mm-hmm. lifting weights. Like, anyone will tell you that's, like, seasoned in it. Like, I'm sure your dad will. Mm-hmm. If, like, uh, let's say Seth wanted to start working out yeah. or like Ashby, uh, your dad would most likely just say, okay, do squat, deadlift and chest for the next three years. Yeah. Don't get fancy with all the other st- like stuff. Cause uh-huh. that's where like people one hurt themselves. It's yeah. like they try to do a, a dumbbell fly, which is a shoulder exercise, which if you put too much weight, like, if you just try to swing 40 pounds up, you're putting so much wi- uh, weight on this specific, like, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy get, your yeah. shoulders. Like, even when you're at your dad's uh, uh, size, you don't want to be doing heavy shoulder stuff, yeah. light stuff. And But it's like, because doing those compound exercises for years, those are the basics, and you build a f- solid foundation of, like, your physique. Mm-hmm. Uh, with those and the rest of the stuff is just like the cherries on top yeah and it's like why do you think that people and like speaking to the choir here yeah like why do we want to jump so far the ego yeah your ego bro yeah. wants you to do a tray flip yeah it but you should really be focusing on those other things same with like snowboarding or skiing uh huh Bruh, if you're still doing the falling leaf, don't huck a backflip, my guy. Yeah. Get your S turns down yeah. and get them good. So good to your, yeah. like, try and get them down better than anybody else, you know, and then go for something else. But 
Because, you know, my mom would always, I mean, not just my mom, my parents would always get kind of freaked out when we would go snowboarding or skiing when I was younger because there's a lot of horror stories. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like, I got friends that, you know, paralyzed from the waist down yeah. because they did something stupid. And it's like, it's not necessarily from that trick is why they're hurt. It's because they tried the trick and they weren't prepared. But let's say like a backflip, for example. Yeah, sure, homie broke his back doing a backflip. But to Sean White, a backflip's the safest thing that he could be doing. Yeah. And it's because he's prepared and knows how to do it. And so if you're going, you know, zero to 100, there's a chance that you're probably going to get hurt. But if you like work your way up and you have a solid foundation, then you eventually get to a point where it's like, yeah, you could do a backflip and you'll be totally safe doing it. Yeah. You got to be able to gauge yourself and like uh-huh. know that. But And that's the hard part about skiing is like it's real easy to push yourself. Yeah. It's real easy to hit a jump going too fast. Mm-hmm. It's happened more than once. And you just like get too much air and you knuckle it or, or not enough air, you knuckle it. Too much air, you land on the flat. Uh, you over rotate it. You ro- don't rotate enough. Whatever, whatever happens. But being able to hold that back a little bit, but still be able to push it, because you got to push yourself and push those fears. But to the average person who's like, you're gonna break your neck doing a backflip. Yeah, maybe if you're going on for your first time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh-huh. if you trained your way up there, you you could do it. Yeah. I think that there is a way to channel the ego and have it be working in your favor. Because, mm. like, uh, I'm going to explain it. For the pushing your si- yourself. Well, I mean, I would say, like, toning it down. Like, because the ego, like, in the scenarios that we just explained, the ego wants to get its uh i'm just gonna call it importance Mm -hmm. the ego wants to get its importance by like uh like being like hey look at me you know like i'm doing a tray flip yeah i'm doing this i'm doing that uh but i and like i feel like that's kind of a principle that the ego has as like the the, it wants to have importance Mm -hmm. but if you can flip it and like like have your ego get its importance by like, yo, look at me. I'm mastering the basics so much. You guys aren't even going to keep up, you yeah. know? Like if you actually like, understand. Yeah. Ma- like the power of mastering the basics. Uh huh. Yeah. Cause like, that's, that's still like what I just said, like that energy that I said it in was like my ego talking, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a flex, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the ego thrives on that. And cause like I, joined a, like a 75 hard Facebook group and mm. everyone's posting like, uh, like it's interesting. Like people aren't posting like, uh, like how glamorous their life is. They're posting like almost how shitty it is. Like, mm. like how much like struggle they're how much uncomfortability they're putting themselves in. Yeah. And like you to really grow, you have to be uncomfortable. You know, you have mm-hmm. to get out of your comfort zone and TBT like, to the podcast number. I don't remember which one that was. Yeah. But it's cool because, like, I feel like there's a lot of people, like, they f- almost found a way to hack their ego and have it work in their favor on what actually matters and not the things that it would normally get its importance from. If that makes sense. Hack your ego. That's hack your ego. Because, 
Like it's the ego is there and it, it, it has its, uh, like the ego is insanely powerful. We've, we both know this. We've yeah. talked about this before and like the ego does get attached to things, but what if we could attach it onto the correct, like channels, like yeah. the correct ways of doing it. Like, because we can both logically sit here, like we're sitting here and we're logically saying that it's stupid to, like before you can even ride a skateboard to try practice, like practice your tray flips. But your ego, like we've both been in that scenario where I'm there in middle school yeah. trying to do a tray flip when I can barely ride a skateboard uh-huh. and I'm like hurting my ankles and stuff. Yeah. But like what if you can switch your ego around to now it's getting its importance by – uh, mastering those basics, you know, or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, it almost like, 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 look at you guys trying to do it the old way. I'm doing it this way. Like, yeah. Like, and kind of like, cause I feel like your ego is going to be doing that kind of stuff regardless. But if you can flip it around to like, uh, more working in your benefit. I so I feel like that's something that artists are really good at and I feel like that's why they create these new brands, new names. Like Drake, his name is Aubrey Graham, is that his last name? Yeah. I think his middle name's Drake though. Oh, it's Drake. Well, okay, so whatever, different artists yeah, yeah, different but... ways. Uh six nine. Yeah. Or whoever it is. And it's creating a new ego that you can then control. I feel like that's Part of hacking it is like to be able to hack it, you got to understand it and be able to detach yourself from it. But that doesn't just mean like always detach yourself and to get rid of it. But certain artists like Drake isn't always in Drake mode. You know, the Drake that we see is Drake when he's on and he's like, you know, he's being interviewed. He's on stage. He's rapping. He's on his album. Yeah. But when Drake is chilling at home in his bed with his girl, he's not Drake. Yeah. And that's part of hacking your ego, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot to still learn and understand about that. But because it does, it also, part of doing that gets rid of a lot of the fear mm-hmm. because you're able to separate yourself from it. Like if, if you put out something that's like, uh, I don't know, whatever – it could just be you don't have to take it personally because it's not personal. It's no longer – I mean, Drake is kind of a, a hard example, but maybe uh, – I'm trying to think of an artist who doesn't use their name. Big Sean. Still Sean. <laughs> I know there's so many, but when you like specifically <laughs> think about it, after the party. Yeah. Nobody even no knows. No one knows who he is. But, dude, that man can be – fearless on his music because nobody knows you could walk we could have seen him in the streets and not know that it's him his family members couldn't have no idea about his music uh-huh. not that that's necessarily the case or the best way to do it but in terms of that fearlessness or like little peep or little pump what's that dude's real name maybe the reason why he's down to be so fucking stupid is because he knows that it's going to get attention and he knows that it's some character that he's just putting out. This is some party kid. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I know that, like, I'm trying to, I feel like 
I'm going to start like leveraging my ego more in a positive way uh-huh. because I feel like for Want me, the book coming out for me personally, my ego is like an asset for me. Uh-huh. Like if I look back at like what really like got me to accomplish things yeah. was my ego, you know, for sure. And like, like scootering was like, uh, I really wanted to like there was like other kids that was scootering, mm-hmm. but I remember like, uh, right like I was I bought one and I made the decision that I was gonna be known when I got into high school that I was like the best scooter kid. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds so funny, uh, but but how yeah, good it got you. Like it literally like happened that way where like, um, people just like people that didn't even meet me like came into meeting me knowing mm-hmm. that I was like really good at scootering. Yeah. And like that uh drove me to like just practice tail whips like so much that mm-hmm. like no none of my other friends were do- practicing as much as me and if I can look backwards it's probably because they didn't have a reason why, you know. Yeah. They didn't have a reason to, but mm. when I had a re- like a uh a specific a, a specific thing and it was tied to my ego getting some sort of importance from it yeah and like uh i don't know it just like worked for me like yeah. i thrived on that and like i don't know i just i feel like i can harness it more in other areas of my life that i haven't really tried and know? i feel like even though other people maybe you know may have this image in their head of like a scooter kid or whatever if you're as good as you are at it yeah nobody's fucking laughing yeah and their their jaws are to the floor mm-hmm. cuz they never seen someone do a triple tail whip from one half pipe to the next yeah or something. i've uh-huh. actually or qu- was it a quad tail whip or a triple that you did i, mean, I think I, it was I a mean, quad i mean i can do both yeah <laughs> but literally from one like 6 foot ramp and then there was like a three or four foot gap and then another half pipe. Yeah. And then you quad tail whipped. Uh-huh. And there's footage of it. I filmed it. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, but I mean, like that whole scootering career of mine taught me so many valuable things, like even related to what we were just talking about of mastering the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Because I would spend literally hours and weeks on end. Like for me to land, it also taught me, like now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, it taught me a lot about how... You don't like you may be a slow learner, like, but that doesn't mean that you're gonna end up in last place, like, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, because I like there were friends of mine, like, that started scootering at the same time, and like they landed tail ups before me, or they landed double tail ups before me, mm-hmm. and it literally like took me a week or two of coming home from school. And literally, right when I got off the bus, like didn't even put my backpack inside. Yeah, practicing tail whip after tail whip, like and it like not landing any, you know, mm-hmm. trying to land my first one. Yeah, and uh, like that got it was you'd think it was really discouraging, you know, but like like if I would relate that concept to something now of of like playing a certain chord or something, like yeah. I would probably get discouraged. But back then, I didn't see it as like a a thing that I had to learn. It was something that I wanted to. Yeah. And so I kept doing it over and over again. But like 
once I landed that first one, it was like, uh, it was like, I knew how to do it then. It was like, there was no question about it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, to this day, like from that point on into this day, even though I don't scooter anymore, like you put me on one and no matter like, as long as like I can bunny hop the gap, I can tail up the gap. Yeah. And like, I can also double tail up the gap. Uh Like there's no, no question. There's no question. Like, because it's just like, uh, Cause I've learned how to tail up catch, you know? And like, so it's, it's like kickflip catching. You know? uh-huh. If you can ollie anything, if you're good, you can probably kickflip it. Cause it's just like the same thing. You just have to catch the kickflip. If you're not but a scooter, you got the bars. So when you catch it, you can like catch it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like on a skateboard, you can catch it, but it can still fall out yeah. and kick it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like those. And that allowed me to like those same friends, even though they landed things before me, they weren't able to master those fundamentals. And so I like surpassed them in a way because I was able to just master those basics where yeah. they landed it once and didn't actually learn how to do it. It was just like... They uh, land it once and they move on to the next Yeah, trip. yeah. And it's just like... Uh, I feel like in our lives, there's lessons that we learn out of order mm. and uh, they you don't realize them. Like... Oh yeah. And like there's certain lessons that you were learning with graffiti or violin uh-huh. that in the moment you didn't know that it was a lesson. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, that that was one of the keys that I learned back then that's now benefiting me now. Yeah. Well, I mean, back to like that competitive thing, when I started violin, I started playing with my best friend at the time. We both started at the same time. We took lessons from the same teacher, private lessons, group lessons, and starting at like, you know, eight years old. And we both like pushed ourselves. Like I felt a competitive nature Mm -hmm. with him. And at the time it didn't feel competitive, but like looking back, there was like competitive aspects to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had a band together. We recorded a Christmas album. We did all this stuff. And eventually, like, in high school, um, he joined band and started getting into percussion. But I stayed with the violin, and I joined a different orchestra that he wasn't in anymore. Mm -hmm. And because of the drive, like, us pushing each other with him, when I got into that orchestra, I was the first chair, first violin, the best violinist in that orchestra. Because, and I mean, I still, I don't know if he necessarily was better than me and we definitely had different uh, pros and cons. He was better at certain things. I was better at other certain things. Mm -hmm. And so head to head, it was difficult. But when he stopped and I kept going, I was the best. Yeah. And um, pushing that competitive nature of just like, it it gets you so far. And in that moment, you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And even like when I was in that orchestra as the first chair, I still didn't necessarily realize it. And there were other kids that were playing violin that were sitting behind me that I knew were practicing all day, every day. They were practicing way more than I was. And they would, you know, be like, why am I not the concert master? But they just didn't have the same finesse yeah. <laughs> that I had from like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, before practice, I practiced that piece for 10 hours to get that good. It's I spent a decade on the basics 
Yeah. So that you hand me any piece of music, yeah. and I can play it. Still, yeah. like with the violin, my abilities are so confident, you could give me any piece of music, and I can play it. Mm-hmm. And it's because of an understanding of the fundamentals of like music theory, yeah. sheet music, yeah. uh, treble clef, yeah. and being able to read that kind of music notation uh-huh. to where I'm not having to spend so many hours practicing it because I already spent so many years practicing it. Yeah. And yeah. where that's kind of like, I want to take that into guitar. And I feel like that's like an advantage that I can have over other guitarists is violin is very technical with your left hand. And guitarists technically aren't super technical with their left hand. I mean, some are like Jimi Hendrix, Mm -hmm. but how can I take this expertise in the violin Mm -hmm. and use like my years of perfecting vibrato where Cynthia would just be so hard on me and I'd be like, what are you talking about? And it's like inch, barely getting better to where I can't even notice, but she can. Yeah. Because you can only see the difference from seeing it in a year apart. Day yeah. to day, you don't see the difference. Yeah. But then taking that same vibrato, I yell, I realize. <laughs> Peeking. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley always tells me, like, I'll be like recording a video. And she's like, why are you yelling? I'm like, oh, I don't even realize. I get into like a, a preaching mode. It's I feel passion. Like. Yeah, it's definitely passion. But still like that feeling of like vibrato on a violin yeah i can do it on my guitar and it's like second nature same with like your tail whips yeah and all those just like add up in those lessons you don't realize like i want to take these same principles into tumble mill yeah. into business yeah you know uh-huh. that same like competitive nature you uh-huh. know competing with other companies that are similar to our company yeah competing and we we have used uh-huh. that aspect as well i think also comparing yourself like i don't think that like you shouldn't compare yourself i think that you should be intentional with who you compare yourself to Ooh. like just like just because we're like on the surface of video production company doesn't mean that we need to compare ourselves with other video production companies yeah. it means like it's like where do you where do we want to end up and then compare ourselves to them mm-hmm. like like i want like as individual entrepreneurs, like I want to compare myself to Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, and I'm not saying that I am that, but I'm I'm saying I want to end up like that. Yeah. Maybe not have their uh like level of wealth or their level of whatever, but it's I like in my eyes, I see Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, uh like these types of people as the best entrepreneurs, Mark Cuban, like Zuck. So, so I should, in my daily life, try to mold myself into more of their way of thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that increases the odds of me become having their outcome. Right. You know, so there's something that you just said that I want to highlight that is also like when someone asks me, like, how do I take better photos? This is what I tell them. And you said, you started, you said, be intentional with who you compare yourself to and specifically be intentional. Uh-huh. And to the photography advice, someone's like, how do I take better photos? The difference to take a better photo, if you just try and take a better photo, it's going to be better than the photo you took before. Yeah. And just by being intentional of like, okay, bef- instead of just like whipping my phone up and just like, uh, uh, 
Yeah. I'm going to whip it yeah, up. Yeah. I'm going to say, okay, pause for a sec. Uh-huh. Let me frame this. Let me think about it. Yeah. Don't overthink about it, but let me just think about it a little bit. Uh-huh. Then take the photo. Yeah. That will be a better photo, I yeah. promise you. Yeah. And dude, you keep doing that, you'll become a better photographer. Dude, yeah. I think that, like, the best, like, if I could give any advice to a starting photographer, it would be that. And, like, also to be more comfortable in those awkward moments. Mm. Because, like... I've, I know that I could have had like 10 X better photos at certain periods of time. If I would have just <sighs> relaxed into that moment and stop, stop feeling that rush of, yeah. oh, I got to get the shot. They're waiting on me. But I got black China in front of me. Yeah. She's got to wait. She got to do stuff. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> like, and, but it, the thing is like, logically they're there for you, you know, like yeah. they're there to have their photo taken. Yeah, so don't you be should, afraid. You should, you should, <laughs> yeah, you should take your time, you know? Bro, like, and, like, when I was shooting photos for the UVU Review, which is, like, the college newspaper, yeah, um, it, I was, like, I'd have to go and, like, shoot an event, and I'd be so, so nervous because I'd have to go to the front. Like, usually, like, there's, like, a concert or something yeah, going yeah. on, and you go to the front of the stage in front of everybody else. People and they know look you. At you. They know you. In an, yeah, they so, know you, whatever. Yeah. Or especially you're a high school kid and you're on a college campus. Yeah. And so, of, of course, for a while, like, that was terrifying yeah but eventually i was i just got into like a fuck it mentality yeah of like i'm here to take a photo yeah. i'm allowed to be here yeah take the photo yeah and like with also with like the whole being comfortable thing taking a photo is capturing a moment of what's in front of you mm-hmm. and if someone is uncomfortable it's going to translate through the photo 100 and so learning not only to be less uncomfortable yourself but to make your subject more comfortable be like talk to them don't mm-hmm. just like expect them to just model for you yeah. but you know have a couple jokes prepared uh-huh. make a couple comments yeah compliment them talk like conversate with them uh-huh. figure out who they are and then get that to shine in the photo yeah. like w- if you look at photography technically like these are all basic things that we're talking about being intentional it's not about knowing a specific way of framing or it's just about trade. trying to do better mm-hmm. uh Getting someone comfortable, make them feel more comfortable. And also, photography is just capturing lighting. Mm-hmm. If you got bad lighting, odds are you're going to get a bad photo. So, learn to control the lighting. So, to all the photographers out there listening, that's pretty much all there is to it. Yeah. Learn to control lighting, make your subject comfortable, and then be intentional with your shots. Mm-hmm. And then, dude. If you're rolling from like something I feel grateful about going into having a video production company and being like a videographer coming from being a photographer is I started shooting in a way where someone could pause my videos and it's a photo and it's a photo. Yeah. And if you are shooting your videos in the same way that you're shooting photos, you're going to get that same magic. Yeah. Yeah. This is the sauce Uh that it takes to get these shots Mm -hmm. and I mean, it does like it. It does take a lot of practice. Yeah. And like, if you're filming someone, if they're uncomfortable, it's gonna be even more obvious. So you got to be better at making them comfortable. The lighting has to be. I mean, you can still get away with certain lighting shots, but knowing how to work with lighting conditions—that's how your settings are there to help you. Yeah. Learn when to open your aperture and when to close it. When to boost your ISO. When to lower it. When to speed up your shutter speed. Like, there's certain videographers that are such stricklers with the rules that are like, 
never gonna break the 180 rule. I'm never gonna speed my shutter up past one fiftieth of a second if I'm shooting 24 FPS. Yeah. Even though some of the best shots that I took, I cranked that shutter. Yeah. On a technical level, someone may be like, ew. They, I mean, they won't even notice. Yeah. You know, you're in your head overthinking that shit. Uh, we were watching uh, Catfish today. Uh-huh. Something I've always loved about that show they're using oh, little yeah. point and shoot yeah. cameras and that's a i'm sure that show brings in tens of millions of dollars yeah it's one of the best shows on mtv it's not even about music mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about catfish <laughs> yeah people get too in their heads about quality same like when i'm watching like tiktoks sometimes a a tiktok will freaking bring tears to my eyes because it's so funny yeah versus if i'm watching like uh, hubby Halloween or Hubie's Halloween or some like really really multi million dollar budgeted comedy on Netflix uh-huh. because it's not about the equipment or about the quality necessarily. Yeah, they, it's like they're tools to a tool belt mm-hmm. and they can help you, but they aren't essential. You know, a painter doesn't need the perfect paintbrush to paint the best painting, even though. There are specific paintbrushes for different types of painting. Yeah. There's this guy on TikTok that I love that uses his hands to paint. He doesn't use any brushes. Yeah. But he makes these really big, like, extremely detailed murals that, like, look amazing. Doesn't use any paintbrushes. And it's there's definitely beauty in, like, pulling away that stuff. Like, taking yeah. it away. Yeah. And I definitely have always like strived for that. And sometimes I've got I've taken it a little bit too far. Like it's gotten a little cringy. <laughs> Some of like the videos that I've made where I've like really focused on being like, Yeah, you don't need shit for this. But it's true, <laughs> like you really don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a principle I wanna like continually remind myself. And that's what I love about bedroom pop and this like new wave of musicians. Like yeah. Rip Momney when it like I went into his studio in his mom's basement where he recorded his album and it's using the same, you know, sound blocks that we that you can get on Amazon and it's nothing glorious, mm-hmm. you, but you don't need a $10,000 microphone. What made him so amazing is how gifted he is like at the piano, at singing, at his craft and these tools are there to help you. Yeah. But, like, going back to the basics, if you can't play the piano very well, then you're not going to be able to make music that uses a you know a piano or synth very well. Mm-hmm. Even, like, modern music, like, if you're trying to make music like uh, Beach House or The Gorillas or whatever, you don't need to be an expert on the piano, but you got to understand how a piano works to be able to play chords, to mm-hmm. get those chords. And there's tools like uh, the Unison Chord Pack that can build perfect chord progressions for you. And sure, that may help you to quickly create a chord progression, but if you don't understand like what it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. you're not really helping yourself. You yeah. can keep taking shortcuts, but in the long run, that's not going to get you very far. Yeah, yeah. I want to trans. It's not really a transition, but 
it's it's definitely in alignment with what we're talking about, but it's something that came to my mind uh, the other day that I wrote down in my notes that I feel like has shifted my mindset a lot when it comes to things in business specifically, Mm -hmm. but it can be applied to anything. But it's to, and it may sound counterproductive at first, but it's to fail more. Mm. Because, uh, like, for me, I, like, we, and anyone that's, like, rational, they want to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. And But we, we focus too much on trying to succeed that we we try to get it right. Like, we try to get it right all the time, yeah. you know? And we like you i forgot that getting it right quote unquote comes from getting it wrong a bunch of times you know yeah. like find you have to get it wrong in order to find out what is right you know yeah. if you're if you're standing on the sidelines you're not you don't know anything and so like you're just going to be sitting there all the time uh like trying to rationalize and think with your 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 head what this is the right thing to do yeah but if you can just like hop in the game like just just think of a scenario here of like if you're on the sideline of a game and let's say it's soccer and mm. you don't you don't you never heard of soccer yeah and uh like you're sitting on the sidelines and you're trying to like figure it out but like it's not working and so you hop in the game and you, like you immediately start running around doing stuff and the ref calls you and you're like you're like oh uh, like what I do wrong you know and he tells you and it's like that's one little secret that like that's one thing a fast track that, that's one like little hint that you got of the, like the the way that that game works mm. and uh, all right oh. so, so you're like wow you're running around more and uh, like you you check someone back and you know you push them out of the way and they're like whoa whoa you can't do that yeah you know they say you can't check that person like whatever like. And it's like, oh, okay. So, like, the act of playing this game, that soccer, uh-huh. you keep playing that. Even though you're breaking all the rules, like, it gets to a point where you've mastered all the rules because you went through physically and broken them all. Yeah. Like, and I feel like that, like, is, like, is, re- like, relatable to business and entrepreneurship. Totally. Like, there's so many things that, like... Let's give an example of a failure that we've had like that taught us a lesson. Like, not having clear up, upfront ex- expectations with clients. Or, That's been one of the biggest ones. <laughs> yeah, and, like... But, like, so when we were, like, just starting out, we didn't really, like... Sometimes you just think that, like, we're all adults here, and, yeah. like, they... Or, like, you well, may... people will do what they say. Yeah, or, like, maybe, like, that they... I feel like a mistake that I've done is like I assume that they know about like videography. Oh yeah. Like when you're so far They know how much time goes yeah, into Yeah, yeah. You're so far or... in like your own little niche like yeah. that you don't that you assume that this is how everyone thinks about this thing. You know? Like mm-hmm. Adam and his jewelry, like there's things that he knows about it that are completely over my head. Yeah. That like when making these chains, like Maybe I thought that they would get done in two days, uh-huh. you know, or something like that. But it's like not everyone knows what the like rules of your game are. And it's like in making a video and a client is like, oh, fantastic edit. But can we just change the song after I had spent like 10 hours matching the cuts perfectly yeah. with one song? Yeah. But if you don't tell them, if you don't lay those things out. Yeah. 
how could they have known? Yeah. And it, it teaches you, like, you kind of, you have to do, like, a give and take. Like, you kind of have to, like, uh, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe it's a good idea that we, like, okay the song before we start working on it. You know? Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's one of those rules of, like, this whole world of working with clients. That's one of those, like, rules of the game that, like, you should have all those expectations cleared up front before you begin the work. Yeah. And that was just something that we didn't think, you know, and it's like it, but we had to kind of like build a process. Go, we kind of had to go through it to learn that that was a thing, you yeah. know, of course you can learn it from a book, but like, and I, you have different starting points based on how much you know or mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. But like, it's kind of just like motivating for me now like that, like whatever we want to do, like, it's almost like, okay, let's just dive in because we didn't know anything when we started the whole video working with clients thing Uh and we got to a pretty good point, you know, like it's like we stopped because it wasn't really what we wanted, you know, but we learned a lot about it. And so it's like the, how you like learn anything is just by starting it and doing it. And then all the lessons unfold as they are necessary to. But like, if you just like, uh, like, like I think about like when I started doing Instacart and all that stuff, like I was kind of like nervous, like, Ooh, like what happens? Yeah. Like if, uh, like what happens if something like I get, I pick up the wrong thing and then they, like I go to deliver it, they deliver it at their house and they're waiting for me at the door, chewing me out. Uh-huh. Like the things that I thought were going to happen never happen. Yeah. Like the things that I quote unquote prepared for, never happen even the things that i like googled online like top five things that instacarters need to know you know yeah none of those things use a a laundry basket i didn't do that yeah it's like none of those things even like mattered like or like having an insulated bag for Mm -hmm. i didn't have that and i've been doing it for like almost nine months you know it's like but then on the contrary it's like things that i didn't even know happen you know when it's like like, so it's like you can't prepare for those situations. You just have to go through them. And when it happens, they'll have a way of figuring it out. Yeah. Like and when you delivered a whole order to the wrong address, yeah. it wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just, it, I mean, what really, what even happened? For me? Yeah. They, uh, you didn't have to like go back, no, pick it no. up, and take it to the person's yeah. place. Someone just got free groceries yeah. and you got a slap on the wrist. Yeah. They were just, no, that I didn't even like get anything wrong with me. Like the Instacart. Uh, people called me and they're just like, uh, uh, okay, like we'll handle it. Thanks. You know, and it was like a two minute phone call. Like they were just like, uh, where did you leave it? And I told them the address and they're like, okay, we'll take care of it. You know? And it's like, the, we overthink like so many things. Yeah. Like we overthink the things that we think are going to happen, but never happen. And then uh-huh. we like think things, I don't know. It's just like you can, bottom line is you can never prepare for it fully like you can read like a few books on the subject but you're never gonna learn everything and you're just gonna be reading to the end of time Uh if you are going that route and that's like the awakening for myself as i sit next to these books you know Uh it's like you you can never fully know it all on a subject you have to just dive in and with that comes and like that's where it gets uh, like that's where the rubber meets the road because like 
you can trick yourself into thinking that you uh, like are into something, you know? Uh-huh. Like if it's like uh, stand-up comedy, like let's say you want to do stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. it's like you start getting every book on stand-up comedy, but then it's like it gets to the point where you have to schedule your first open mic. Uh-huh. That's where that's really, where the rubber meets the yeah, road. Yeah, that's where it's. Are you really down for this? Or yeah. Are you just uh, interested? Just, in yeah, it? like are you just interested in doing it. You know, do you just like to consume it, or do you really yeah. want to create it? Like, yeah, going into making an hour long special full of jokes. Yeah, that you're preparing and memorizing is different from just being a funny guy in a room. Yeah, yeah. A quote that I was thinking about when you were talking about this is, and this isn't the exact quote, but you'll get the gist of it, uh, along the lines of, like, you will never be right, just you will just become less wrong. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's perfect. Uh-huh. You will never be yeah. perfect. You yeah. can't, if you set your expectations for being perfect, you're failing before you even started. Mm-hmm. But you can become less wrong along the way. And improve that way. Yeah. It's like looking at each failure like a step. Uh-huh. And yeah. then you want to walk up the stairs mm-hmm. rather than try and just like run up a slippery slope without any steps. So you're just yeah. going to slip and fall to the bottom yeah. and eat shit. Yeah. I mean, just like think about like all of this, what we're talking about, going back to skateboarding. Like mm-hmm. if you're trying to learn a kickflip for the first time ever and you have the mindset that I like that I had of like trying to succeed first, you know, not failing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, there's no way. How that demotivating you, would that be? Yeah, <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for failure because there's no way, like I don't think anyone on planet Earth, even Tony Hawk, uh-huh. ever kickflipped first try. <laughs> I mean like maybe. As a brand new skater. As a brand new skater, yeah. you know. You have to, like it's part of like, like part of just how the world works fundamentally that you have yeah. to like, mess up because that gives your body and your brain and like i guess your nervous system like data on Uh how to react and how to change it you know yeah if you over rotate on a backflip like you land it hurts and that's your body like in your mind telling you yo don't do that again (laughs) yeah and it like consequently your brain is like saying like Yo, because we don't, we really don't want that to happen again. We're gonna give you some like pointers on how to make that not happen. Yeah. Like, and you learn. Maybe I shouldn't over rotate. Maybe I should like, uh, not like huck my knees so much. You yeah. know, or whatever. You know. Bro, and where people go wrong is from misinterpreting those signals, and just like stopping. Yeah. Looking at failure yeah. as failure. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah. And or, ah, that I should, I just shouldn't try this at all. Yeah. When really it's like. No, it's not the trying part that was wrong. It was, you know, the rotation part that you over-rotated. Yeah. Or it yeah. was the jump was too big and you spun it, you tucked too hard. Yeah. Or whatever. It's it's so, like, obvious with physical things, especially with skateboarding and skiing. Like, those are things that we're very familiar with. Uh-huh. But it's so, it's it's one and the same, but I feel like it's more often forgotten in the world of like mental things or like, yeah. you know, cause it's like, uh, that sales meeting didn't go wrong. Like my first thing that comes to my mind is not like, Oh yo, we didn't do that one thing. Right. It's like, maybe this isn't for us. You know that like, I'm guilty of that. You yeah. know, it like, but logically it doesn't make sense, uh-huh. you know? And 
but like that's why it's important for me to like understand it now mm-hmm. is that it it's no different and like yeah. the reason why that didn't work out is because we need to change our approach you know yep. there's a reason it didn't work out and it's not because we're inadequate you know yeah because everyone on this shelf started in the same place yep and they had to go through it too like Elon Musk wasn't born being a master inventor or engineer. Steve Jobs wasn't a master designer and visionary. Nope. Like he, uh, John Lennon wasn't born being an amazing songwriter. Uh, he stopped making music for a few years. Yeah. Like he gave up for a little bit. Uh huh. It's, it's not about, I mean, that's just the growth and fixed mindset. Yeah. Dude, and it's, like, that's what I love about, like, the update mentality yeah. that we, like, started to approach with, like, Temple Mill of, like, not just, like, you know, getting it to one place and once you're there, you're there, but thinking in terms of, like, V1, V1.1, V1.2, whatever, because, like, for example, we just dropped our Temple Mill hoodies to the average person. They may be, like, oh, you sold two hoodies. That's yeah. a failure. Yeah. Don't sell hoodies. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't yeah. be selling merch. Uh-huh. But that's not necessarily the case. It's, okay, maybe we didn't give enough notice. Maybe we didn't hype it up enough. Yeah. Maybe we should have uh, posted more to build up hype. Maybe we should have done some different content instead of like some uh, pretty cinematic yeah. content. Maybe a photo some, instead of a video. Maybe a photo you know? instead of a video, whatever. And instead of trying it and giving up, on the next drop yeah. next month, yeah. let's tweak it. Yeah. And if we keep doing it the same, we're going to keep failing and we're only going to sell – two hoodies yeah but if we tweak it maybe next time we'll sell three yeah tweak it again next time we'll sell five yeah tweak it again we'll get to seven uh-huh. and following that yeah. and then eventually we'll sell a hundred hoodies uh-huh. and you don't just go zero to a hundred nelk selling out full send people may look at their channel now who haven't heard of them and be like yo these guys been crushing it i mean yeah, yeah they're crushing it but they don't see you know how many times they've gone to jail yeah they don't see how many times they've gone through so much shit bro we've been watching their channel for years years yeah. from when they were just like a couple dudes not making any money doing road trips staying at fans houses whatever and they just kept at it mm. and that mentality is what got them to where they are yeah yeah and yeah i just think it's a about failing more like yeah if that make, if, does that make sense like because yeah, it's totally. about like kick flipping like if you're trying to land a kickflip you have to continuously like of course you want to land the kickflip but you have to keep doing the tries and that's what i'm calling failing yeah. you know you have to keep doing those failures and so it's like with the merch it's like what else can we like try you know yeah. it's not about like how can we like hit it out of the park next time it's like, what else can we try? You know, uh-huh. like, how can we flip it around? How can we do a, fo- like, should we do a photo instead? Should maybe we... it's not a hoodie they want. But yeah, they maybe want it's not a, a hoodie. Yeah, it's like, it's always like never assuming that you n- know everything. Like, always having like a experimenter's uh, mind with it. Uh-huh. Like, always changing the approach, but also keeping a perspective on what, what were the constants that were important, yeah. you know? It also makes me think of like failing harder. Yeah. Or fail faster is yeah. another one. Yeah. Because like yeah. thinking of like failing harder. Bigger failures 
that should be just looked at as a bigger lesson. Exactly. That's, that's a bigger lesson that you learned. That means that's going to help you more. Yeah. Once you learn from that lesson. Yeah. Dude. If it's just little fails, then it's just like, uh, oh, uh, you know, there's a typo in the caption. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whatever. Yeah. Versus a big fail. Yeah. Bro, we want the big fails. Yeah. Because those are going to get us the big wins. Yeah. And like, it's because you can just change your perspective on those failures because like a big failure, you would think have a lot of, it would have a lot of weight and emotional baggage behind it, you uh-huh. know, like, which like, that's kind of how I thought of it before. It's just yeah. like, Oh man, bro. We like lost a client or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, that's because you're thinking like you're setting yourself up for failure, like by like you can change your, obviously you want to like, you want to succeed, but change your perspective to every time you fail, be kind of happy that you like actively be trying to search for the little uh, nugget in that failure. Mm -hmm. Like stop getting so worked up about failures because they're helping you. If you just open your eyes to them. Yeah. Like, so, and they're the most, yeah, they're the most painful sometimes though. But like, it's because it's like the biggest awakening. Like there's, like in my personal life, like in my dating life, like there's past uh, like uh, girls that like denied me that hurt so bad, uh-huh. but that forced me to reevaluate how I am as a man. Yeah. And now those things that I like worked on are now the things that Michaela loves me for, you know? Yeah. It's like it. And like, I think about that scenario a lot. Like, if I would have just been like, screw that girl, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that bitch. it's, it's, I would never grow, you know, uh-huh. like, but if you, and it's not, you don't want to be like, yeah, they're right. I am worthless or whatever. I mean, they didn't say that, but like, well, the, I feel like that, like, cause I relate with what you're saying with past like relationships and yeah. past girls that I've dated. And that was my mentality initially, mm. but that's part of what the problem was. Yeah. Is those girls didn't want me to be what they wanted me to be. They wanted some like a pillar that they could follow or attach to. Yeah. They don't want me like, they don't want me to be like, Oh, what, what do you want me to wear? What do you want me? What kind of music do you want me to play? Yeah. You know, they want to attract to a leader, a leader or something that they can connect with and be like, Oh, he likes Led Zeppelin also. Uh Or, Oh, he likes uh, this or this and not changing based on what they want you to be. Yeah. Like me as a, a younger yeah. dude dating, I was trying to please the girls, right. trying to be what they wanted me to be. Yep. It's not yep. it. Yep. You know, you yep. got to be yourself. Yeah. And as you lean into those things that make you, you, you'll find other girls that like those things Yeah, and, that's, and they'll come to you. That's when a real relationship blossoms because it's effortless. Like uh-huh. it's just like they like you for you and you like them for them and you don't have to like – force anything you don't have to force anything you don't have to it's so energy consuming trying to put up a facade of yourself every yeah. day you know mm-hmm. so if, oh man like facts that's just facts right spitting there. bars is <laughs> a lit pod but yeah failing more and just like that I, I think that's just like part of the that's a lit tattoo idea Man, I'm due for another tattoo. I want another tattoo so bad. Well, 
Let's wrap this up. It's getting pretty we're in, chilly. We're in that yeah. winter season. <laughs> we're in the garage. I'm layered up. I look like a black sheep over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, if you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review. Leave us a review. Say some nice words, and uh, we'll catch y'all on and, the flip. Uh, go fail at something today. Go fail. Fuck it up, fam.